0: Well, welcome back to another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum. Uh, today, I am your host, Brendan, the New Blood. And with us, what's that face? I don't know. And with us, as always, the man with the hat. The man with two E's. Good old Aussie
1: there's <laughs> it going, folks? It's your boy Ozzy Ian here. Just here to represent, you know. <laughs> How are you doing, I'm Today, I'm doing uh, pretty good. I'm yeah. I woke up. You woke up. Not that, that, good. good. Fantastic. Love to hear it. I woke uh, up with a healthy mind. Yeah.
0: Healthy Ian, two weeks in a row. Two
1: weeks. You make it seem like a like. Like I'm sick all the time. It's only when I'm hosting. (laughs) And that one Uh, time when I was, when I had a cold.
0: No, but, uh, Okay. Yeah. So you're proving our point. (laughs) Um, why don't you tell us what you've been watching recently?
1: Ooh, Good question. Good question. Uh, Brennan, new blood. Um, well, uh, not that much, honestly, not that much. I've been reading a lot of manga lately. Um, I finished the strange, um, strange, something of the strange tale of Panorama Island. Um, and that was, uh, the, the ending was very abrupt and, um, I did not like it
2: mm.
1: to be honest. Um, I liked the lead up. It was, it was very good and it, it had a nice hook, but, um, the, the ending was not, it it just ended. Like a, the the detective came to the island, and then he's like, "Cool, I'm gonna go kill myself." Spoilers, and then and then he did. And it, it took like okay. five days. <laughs> it was it was dumb. Did not like the ending. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, definitely spoilers. Um, the highlights of the the week would be um, a action crime drama, Hong Kong action crime drama called Burning Ambition. Um, absolutely fantastic. I would probably add it in my top ten. Um, crime dramas uh it was that good it was that good starring simon yam and uh the always beautiful and talented yukari oshima i'm trying to get her uh her credits there yes um kyle with K. um question (laughs) uh what's your like number one favorite crime drama (sighs) can't put me on the spot there kyle Okay, so we'll go ahead and just say that you have um, one through five, not in any particular order. What's in there? Like, just give me one or two. Man. I gotta go. Can I put, like, comedy crime dramas in there? I don't care what you do. Okay. (laughs) Do buddy cop movies count? I feel like I've excluded buddy cops from that list because that's a whole other list, right? Okay. I'm gonna go City on Fire. i'm gonna go i'm gonna go bullet in the head john Woo film um
2: uh Wonkar car wise um uh what's it called shoot oh, put me on the spot kyle put me on the spot i have it right there i can't
1: see the cover uh um, lord of the rings no, it's, no. <laughs> uh, you can't put me on the spot. I, I can't think of any right now. Can't okay. can't do me like that, Kyle. Okay, I will. I will make a list. Um, I'll make a list. I look forward to it. And then that—that's pretty much it for me. Oh, I do want to share um, a South Korean film that I think Kyle would like. Um, action movie. Um, it's the story is very typical like mob um style. But uh the editing is like straight out of a uh, Edgar Wright film. The the shots are um like uh like Quentin Tarantino and um it's got Johnny Toe's uh like <laughs> badass uh characters in it. It's uh it's good. Oh it it, it was good. It was good. It was good. I, I think you would like it more than I did. Send me a uh, link of the letterbox, then I'll add it to the watch list. Okay. What did you say the title was? Oh, it was called um, uh, "The City of Violence" from 2006. Oh. Is That's that one of the best uh, is years that, of my life? So
0: <laughs> is that easily streamable? That sounds very interesting.
1: I have the. I picked it up um, from, from Bookmans. It was okay. a uh, Dragon Dynasty um, DVD. Okay. Bought it for seven bucks. It's not bad. nice that,
0: sound, that sounds really interesting, I think, yeah. but you've heard his voice already. the other guy, the big man, uh the slick black Cadillac himself, Kyle, with the k I don't know where that came from. How are you doing, Kyle?
1: I'm doing pretty good, um How are you, Brent? (laughs) I'm so fucking tired. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Sorry, I'm catching up. I'm catching up with my day, folks, audiences. I just woke up like less than an hour ago, so I'm kind of, kind of trying to focus. I got my coffee though, so everything's fine. Um, No, I'm doing pretty good. Um, Just to do a little plug, Ian and I were uh, recently on Retro Futurist Culture, which is another podcast on the Ruminations Radio Network. We were covering the thing. A Popular John Carpenter movie. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a lot of fun. So uh, you guys should go check that out. The episode should be posting soon. Uh, they had us on there because of the uh, it being horror-related. And uh, it's a lot of fun. You should go check that out. Um, other than that, um, been pretty busy lately. Uh, haven't watched a ton of movies. But um, I've been dabbling in the Modern Warfare 2 beta, oh, which I has been... Go ahead. Talk, talk to me. Looks what? Uh, I I watched about an
0: hour of Zach playing it today, and I it's just so buggy, and I don't think it looks that great. Um, but that's just me.
1: Ooh,
2: no, that's fair. I mean, it's a beta, but
1: uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, it's a lot slower to me than uh the 2018 or 2019 modern warfare like just slightly but enough to where you can tell it feels more weighted um but it's mm-hmm. it's fun i'm i'm looking forward to playing the new Warzone 2.0 that's question for me and Pituis. is it the same production company that did or the same creators that did uh, modern warfare remake yes is it sledgehammer no it's so. infinity war infinity war yes okay yeah but, but it's cool. They kept a lot of the same, like, being able to kind of run through doors and open and closing them, which they took out with Cold War and Vanguard and stuff. Uh, but they went back to, like, a basic weapon attachment system. It's only five attachments per weapon. Um, it's, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I hate playing Call of Duty on a controller, so I'm, I'm waiting for the PC version to release their beta. Is it just PlayStation. For the first weekend, yeah. Oh, Um, Then next weekend, it's Xbox and PC, I believe. And then the third weekend is everybody combined. And then I finally get the trash on a bunch of PlayStation players with my keyboard and mouse, which is going to be fun. Flex. And um, I recently watched um, a a pretty highly regarded film, um, Seven Samurai, uh, which is – I'm I'm trying to look at the year. 1954, um, Akira Kurosawa. Uh, it's a masterclass in filmmaking. Uh, It's a no-brainer. Everybody that it's that's in the film knows its popularity and knows its reputation. It's a great movie. Highly encourage you to watch it. It is three and a half hours long, so it is a little bit of a grind, but it doesn't feel like it, and that's a testament to its um, entertainment value and its quality. It really goes by fast, and I was super just engrossed in the film the entire time it has a cute little intermission thing not cute but i just think it's funny um it's so long that it has like a five to ten minute intermission period <laughs> where it plays like the main theme of the song which is epic as fuck so during like the way the first part ends it plays this intermission it just it sets the tone for what's about to happen and that's dope. Uh, yeah it just gets you fucking oh my god it's so epic and uh it's really like you, you could really tell how important this movie was cuz you can see the formula being copied in so many other movies a lot of anime too um I, like I genuinely don't think like this is almost like I can't think of a movie that came um prior to this that does like the ensemble cast as well as this does like I genuinely don't think we would have like a hateful 8 a magnificent 7 a fucking You know, all like the dude, even the Ghostbusters. Like, I don't feel like we'd have like these crazy ensemble casts without this movie. And down to every single even background character serves such a great purpose. And you wanna know the backstory to literally everyone. Like it's oh god, it's such a such a good film. And I'm gonna buy it immediately. And I wanna own this movie because it is one of my favorite films of all time after watching it. And I'm just so glad that it exists and I want to watch more of his films. Um, And can we say that is a rare five out of five on the LB from Kyle? Yeah, I don't throw out five out of fives too often. I mean, a lot of the five out of fives I've given are, you know, movies I've been rewatching that are obviously just great films, but like the thing and stuff like that's an obvious, like that could be argued as a five out of five. But, um, as far as like coming upon new films that I haven't seen yet, yeah, it's it's very insta rare. Insta five out of fives. Instant, yeah, dude. It's instant. Before the first intermission, it was a five out of five. Like this Although you didn't, just you didn't give so it weird. a heart. Oh yeah I, yeah, I did. Oh you did? Oh okay, sorry, I yeah. must have missed that. No, you're Stupid. good. It's a yeah. It's just a magical movie, and I can I could talk for hours about it and just gush about it because it's, it's so good. Um, what else? I th- I feel like there was one other thing,
2: maybe not. I think that's it, actually. I think that's it. So, Brennan, what have you been up to? Um, well, I've just received two movies
0: that I had full intention of watching before today. Um, this is for the video, the video oh, viewers. You yeah, um, I got the uh, Criterion's of Blue Velvet and Mulholland Drive. Um, because as you all know you've all been following me on my twin peaks season 3 journey um and i know that Kyle and i have gone into this quite a bit um so i i just i'm, I'm looking at my discord messages to you just so that i can
1: yes i actually have a i, I had a david lynch dream last night
0: oh wait Wait, it was, it was a Lynchian dream. Or it was not a Lynchian
1: it? dream. It okay. was, I was, I, I had a dream that I was watching Mulholland Drive, but uh, some of the things that I liked from Lost Highway were in that movie, mm-hmm. and I was like getting ready to give it a ten out of ten and like talk about talk about it on the cast to you guys, but then I woke up and I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> just a dream, obviously. <laughs> uh, um, so. Uh,
0: Base, uh, I think I just I watched episode eight and episode nine, I believe. Um, so eight is the episode which is basically Eraserhead part two. Uh, w- would you agree with that, Kyle?
1: Yeah, I could see what you're saying about that.
0: Yeah. Like, like, uh, visually, it it feels very yeah. similar. Which I. You kind of confirmed this, that's supposed to be either the creation of the Black Lodge or the birth of Bob uh, or Bob is the Black Lodge. I don't know what it means. I'm I'm going to wait to read and watch like theory videos and articles until I completely finish season three, because it might explain a little bit of that.
1: Yeah, I I definitely had my own kind of um thoughts on what it meant and then I watched a ton of breakdowns and stuff of other people's opinions after I watched the season and um I definitely took some inspiration from other people's thoughts and um yeah, it's the great thing about it is I mean, I don't think anybody knows if they're truly right. So <laughs> it's well, kind of big I thing. I am
0: becoming more and more obsessed with this show and I will be finishing it this week. Um, I have to, uh, the only other thing that I've really partaken in is last night. I went to the Alamo draft house in Brooklyn, downtown Brooklyn to see Pearl in 35 millimeter, uh, I don't know what that accent was. Um that was actually my uh that was my first Alamo Draft House experience. I don't know if you guys have ever gone to one.
1: Never been, but um I listen to a few podcasts where they they talk about that's where they go all the time for them and stuff. So yeah, no, pretty,
0: it's, it's a spectacular theater. They they've streamed they've streamlined it kind of perfectly. So rather than like if you want to drink, um cause I'm now only going to theaters with bars in them. Um, if you want to drink or popcorn or food, you know, you'll have to get up from the movie and go out to the concession stand or the bar or whatever. But at the Alamo draft house, uh, they just have these cards at your chair and you just write down what you want and you put it in the slot and one of the servers sees it and they'll come and bring you whatever you ordered. Um, and I, I like how the, the the seats are kind of built perfectly so that each row there's the seats and then there's a lowered platform for where the servers can walk so like they're not really um in view of the screen yes
1: yeah we have something similar in Arizona it's called roadhouse it's oh, I've essentially heard of that, yeah. Yeah, it's essentially the same thing like when you're watching a movie there's this little button that you can press on your chair and then a server will come to your chair and then you can just get booze, you can get food, you can do whatever you want and uh it's uh, from what i've heard it's like pretty much the same thing but it's super yeah. rad.
0: Yeah, that that sounds. But yeah, no, it's i i just think that's kind of a good way to run things because it puts the theatrical experience at you know in the forefront so that you don't have to do anything except, except experience the movie. The only time you have to kind of withdraw from it is to look down and write something on a piece of paper, um, or in your case to press the button. So I, I think that more theaters should be like that. Um, but uh, Pearl Pearl was fantastic. I fucking loved it. Uh, I initially gave it a four and a heart, but after sitting on it um, and seeing it, yeah. it and seeing, reactions um i i had to move it up to a a four and a half not only does mia goth have one of the greatest monologues i'm gonna say in horror history i i I don't think i can say in film history because there's there's some really really great monologues and in scenes of that ilk out there um but horror horror wise one of the greatest monologues ever um and th- there's a a second scene that i i'm not going to say when it is or what it is but have you guys ever seen that photo called the f- uh the faces of jim varney no no um that's the guy that plays ernest in the ernest movies um but yeah. there's like 30 images and it's basically You're too young for <laughs> that again yeah it's like <laughs> right? the ernest movies
1: Get Us you. 90s kids, we know it. Yeah, yeah, we got you.
0: <laughs> it's and it's uh him doing 30 different emotions, but only through his face. Um, I'll I'll have to link the picture. It's it's a really cool photo. Um, but there's a moment in Pearl where Mia Goth has her Faces of Jim Varney moment, and it is fucking intense. Um, so that's all I'm gonna say. I I wish there was a little more blood uh but in hindsight i think the the discretion that he took with that was 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 good
1: so how does it stack up to x do you like pearl more and also second question um do you like the approach of film or uh, them releasing um like a sequel to a prequel first or do you think it would have been better told um or to your preference if they released pearl first and then x to show the kind of progression of the character.
0: Uh those are very good questions. Thank you for asking them. Um (laughs) I think that Pearl would not work as a movie if you saw it before X. I think that if he released Pearl first, it it wouldn't it it would still get the I, I think the acclaim that's that it's getting, but I think a lot less people would see it if Pearl was the first that he released. Um, I I think it was uh, because there's so many moments in Pearl where if you've, I've, I've watched X at least 10 or 12 times at this point. So if you're very familiar with the movie, um, there's a lot of moments in Pearl where you're like, Oh shit, that's, that's that. And, you know, so it's, um, I I liked how he did it. And I'm very, I'm glad that he waited for Maxine until after Pearl. I think it was a nice, it's a nice release structure. So what's
1: Maxine going to be about? What character from
0: Maxine is following Mia goth's character from X after she escapes the, the farm. And from what I understand, since it's M a X, X, X I N E, I'm pretty sure it's going to be following her continued porn career. Very nice. Yeah. Um, Cool. And and it, it takes place in LA. In the seventies, so Ooh, in the seventies.
2: I think
1: it's eighties, yeah. right? Because uh, like the way the marketing is for like the yeah, title, so is like very purple 80s. and pink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So, be, then, I mean, so then, I mean, I don't know be, anything else about it, just other than what the title looks like. But the title looks very eighties. That's yeah. true. That's true. yeah. So,
0: so maybe it takes place like ten years after X or something.
1: That would make sense because they did yeah. movies sixties, seventies, and then eighties.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, in uh pearl is it, it's a beautiful looking movie it, it's uh i saw someone say it's a technicolor nightmare that's one of the throw quotes that they've been putting out there in the that trailer that yeah, very yeah. accurately describes the the look cool interesting. so i'll watch but, it today oh you're going to see it today sure nice nice um but we're not here to talk about pearl we're not here to talk about seven samurais and we're not here to talk about, um, Ian, what was one of the, the, uh, city of violence, city of violence. We are here to talk about 2009's Aussie flick, the lab ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a good attempt.
3: Uh, <laughs> um,
0: but it this, was solid. Yeah. Was- uh, 2009 in horror was a was a pretty good year good year great year i was waiting for it um i we've we've definitely talked about uh quite a few of these films before um yeah. but 2009 brought us orphan um one of kyle's favorite films jennifer's body um <laughs> no. uh human centipede any uh any uh, fans of that that one?
2: It's alright. Yeah, that's
0: alright.
1: Again, right. have only seen the third movie, so <laughs> which is the worst? Um, allegedly, um, but we covered two movies within this year. Um, um, this year of 2022. Yeah, 2009 has seen a lot of love from the Red Room cast. I'll say that. The Collector, The Hills Run. Oh, okay,
0: out. okay. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I was just about to ask which ones. Um, Ty West's *The House of the Devil*. Seen Big it. fan of that. I have I not seen
2: mean, it. That director is in it. Uh, blinking on her name, Greta. Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Yeah
1: she is
0: fantastic
1: um she, she was the best she she had the best acting in
0: that film she did <laughs> that is true um but uh one of my personal favorites was also from 2009 uh Lars von Trier's Antichrist
2: still got to watch it still same watch it. yeah I haven't yeah. seen it okay. but hold on is that um what's hold her name from... oh. is that
1: well, it, is that the girl from uh the exorcism of Emily Rose who? No, okay, because the cover makes it look like her, so I just didn't know. Gosh. Never mind. From which one? Continue. Um, the the
0: Antichrist movie you're talking about? Oh, 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 that's uh Charlotte Gainsbourg. Mm. Okay. Um, never mind. But uh, any other movies from from 2009? And again, I know we've talked about this before, but any uh any love you guys want to throw out there? Oh, we may have talked about it
1: before, done. but, uh, you know, new listeners may not have heard it. You know, so uh, I know Ian likes six, Pandorum. Pandorum. Yeah. Final Destination. The Final Destination.
2: I'll Storm say it again. Movie.
1: Zombieland. Great horror. Oh, yeah. Comedy. I love that first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like the second one. I didn't like the second one either. Um, shout out to Wakewood for being terrible, by the way. And did then, you watch that movie yeah it's so bad oh yes it's so bad and that's an australian movie too isn't it that is british because it's british? got a little finger you... in it i could have sworn it was australian but yeah you're probably right it's british um that was a bad movie the movie's really really bad like yeah yeah like it's terrible. terrible yeah it's it's laughably bad yeah but i had a good time <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I did not have a good time <laughs> I was alone too. I was just ripping on it the entire time. I was like, this is exhausting, like how bad it is and like me hating this. And it just turned into a game where I was just like, oh, there's another thing. And then, yeah, Yeah. no, I watched it alone too. And I don't know what like made me put it on, but I was just going through Shudder and I was just like, oh, actually, I do know what made me put it on. I was watching or I was working from home at the time. And so I was just like, I had a separate TV on, so I was like, I want to have something on in the background that I could like, kind of enjoy, but I'm not like super invested in. And uh, that was that that was what I put on, and whew, yeah, it's yeah, not good. Check it out, Brendan. Joy definitely, I definitely would.
3: recommend
1: it. <laughs> it's a Brendan movie, actually. It's
0: um, but uh, um, the other uh movie from. 2009 is actually we're I'm giving too much love to Ty West on this episode. Uh, but uh, Cabin Fever 2 Spring Break, a film that he had to petition to get his name off of. Um, interesting, yeah. So he gave us an amazing movie that year, and then a very, and then Fever George 2. Romero's Survival of the Dirt. Is that is that the found footage one? Mm hmm. Okay, I like that. I'm
1: pretty sure it has some bad reviews, though, doesn't it? Oh, it's got terrible reviews. (laughs) It's got absolutely terrible reviews. I I like all of his films, though. The uh, movie that you guys hate, apparently, uh, Daybreakers. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, Salt in Theaters, hashtag Salt in Theaters. Um, But, dude, honestly, I was a a completely different person the last time I watched that movie. Um, I was young, and I remember just fucking hating it. But I also was like early teens in the theater with all my friends probably ripping it apart. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a long... Like, I haven't watched it since being essentially a new person. So, yeah. Who knows? 10-year-old Ian really liked that movie. Cool. I like vampires.
0: So. I don't know if I've seen that one. Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Oh, I do like Sam Neill. Yeah, it's got, it's got a good cast. It's got a good cast. Uh, but so today we are discussing the loved ones, um, a 2009 Australian horror film written and directed by Sean Byrne, starring uh, Xavier Samuel, Robin McLevy, Victoria Thane, Jessica McNamee, and I'm not going to read the rest of the names. Um, which follows a teenager Samuel who finds himself at the center of a female classmate's <clears throat> demented party after he declines her offer to attend a school dance. Um oh, let's play the budget game. Ha- has anyone looked up the budget? I have not. Okay. So I will give you an opportunity to get one point early for fresher rotten. If he you doesn't can get that get... choice
1: now because he already looked but, up the budget, but I already, I already looked at it. Up, okay.
0: <laughs> okay, never
1: mind. Uh, the budget was
0: four million
1: dollars. Okay. So million. I do want to like, is is Saw just an anomaly of like production, like budget, or what? Like what was what was, the, the, what was the budget on Saw? One million dollars, and mm-hmm. they had Danny Glover. They had our boy from Princess Bride. They it's also, it's the,
0: also 2004, though.
1: It was... Yeah. 2004? Yeah. So or maybe so it was really? even 2003. It was like it's 2001, earlier. I think. Yeah, no, it's earlier than that.
2: Oh, no, it's 2004. Ooh.
1: Okay, well, five years later. Yeah, five years isn't a whole lot of time. It's, it's, it's not a lot of time. Yeah,
0: like, but I mean, uh, one and four are very close to each other. But also, you have to keep in mind that This movie, um, we're talking millions of dollars. I know, but this movie was also, uh, because other countries care about the arts, you know, this movie was able to get a lot of uh, money through the government. And also, there was another star that was attached to play Daddy, and he is a very big name in the Australian horror community. Oh um but,
1: but was he hired to what be in the movie but was he in the movie the guy you're talking
0: about he he was uh the movie was pitched with him in mind as mm-hmm. as daddy um and that is john jerott the guy from uh wolf creek i don't know if you guys have oh, seen that yeah. Or, yeah, yeah 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 i and he turned it down because he said uh he didn't want to be typecast but i think that whenever he's in something he brings a layer of charisma and comedy to it whereas the guy that plays daddy in this movie just just kind of fucking looks like a 50 a year old incel pretty much like he has no balls um i i think it would have been interesting to see a character with charisma so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw that question over to you guys before we get to first reactions um what because i think that the the biggest low in the movie is the guy that plays daddy. Um, what, what were your guys thoughts on the character and you know what Segway your answer into where'd you stream it? Would you add it and initial thoughts,
1: Ian? Ian shoot.
3: Okay.
0: Um, (laughs) That was, that was a lot. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, characters. Um, I didn't know a single one of these people. Like uh, I I I felt like I've seen them in other things, but I looked up their filmography, never seen them in anything else other than this film, except for like the really hot gothy chick. Um, Apparently she's been in like a bunch of other things that I've seen um, and recent things as well. Um, But um, I thought that the (sighs) casting is is a bit weird. It was uh, it was just um, just a bit off a little a little tiny bit off to me. Um but I watched this. Um I rented it. Um <laughs> and, uh, what I added to my collection. Um, Wait, you rented it? Yeah, yeah, I rented it. Um oh, I didn't I see it up the, up the first time. <laughs> what did you say? Um, I, I uh, yeah, from one of those big uh, uh websites. or the It was like, streaming for free on Pluto, you know that, right? Yeah, that's where I rented it. Mm, um gotcha. so what i added to my collection I, I would i would i would add the dvd i would add the dvd um it was a decent watch um nothing like over the top i i can't help but to to compare it to like the movies we've we've seen uh recently um but it was
2: a it was it was a decent it was a decent flick yeah okay kyle i don't <clears throat>
1: The cast, I didn't know anybody. So um, I feel like uh, the casting was fine. Um, the performances from everybody were serviceable. I would say that definitely Daddy is the worst and the weakling of the bunch. Uh, just because, not necessarily his performance, but just it didn't fit, like you said. like We definitely needed a stronger, more charismatic character. I agree with that. Um, I think that would have made the movie progress a little better with that story arc. Um, I actually rented this, no air quotes, on mm-hmm. iTunes. Uh, I started watching it on Pluto, but then they were doing like four to five commercials at a time. And I was like, I can't do this. So I um, rented it off of Apple TV. Um, I would not add this to my collection. And I didn't like this movie at all. Um, On paper, I feel like this is a very kyle ass movie. I was very excited when you pitched the premise to me before we decided to do this. Um, I just feel like the execution was all over the place. And um, the different story arcs they decided to tell just I don't think matched up appropriately at all. And I think they personally focused on the wrong things. And that's just my two cents. I mean, he made... Or they made the movie i didn 't make a movie so um, but uh no, I wouldn't add this to my collection. I think I answered all the questions too yeah that's it yeah
0: um so I actually i I had a feeling that that was going to be uh one of the the gripes about the film, and that was initially one of my uh a detractor the first couple of times I watched it, but I think it's interesting how the reason they're telling all of these different arcs is to show how Lola has affected each one of these people personally. Cause once we find out who goth girl's brother is, we don't see that porcupine kid ever again because the, the little, the little fat kid that takes her to, to the dance, we only get perspectives of people who are affected Personally, by Lola, and that's why. Once we find out who she is, I think that kid. That's why I think he disappears from the movie.
1: I get the justification for that. Like I understand they're trying to show how Lola affected the girl, the other girl, the you know the goth girl and stuff, and how she went down a spiral. Um, it, it's just they they told that for an hour and twenty minutes of the movie. Like it wasn't like a subtle like, side story, it was, like, literally half, more than half of the movie, and I just feel like it could have been summarized in such a way tighter package to explain this one girl that has really not a big importance to the plot of the movie at all, um, and they brought her to the forefront as if she was a main character and she wasn't, um, but, like, I get the justification on on kind of what you explained. I just don't, I, like, I don't think it was a good choice, personally. I agree. Um, when they kept coming back to the side story, I was wondering how it was going to tie into the, um, to the main character, and it just it just didn't. It was, well, I mean... Uh, it, it did in, in that, like, little sense, but, like, they just spent way too much time on that, way too much. Like, they, they could have shot that in 15 minutes, in the beginning, and then just left it.
0: Well, I think it's also important to show that she's the daughter of the sheriff or the police officer who lost his son. Um, but I, I, I can understand what, what you guys are saying. Um, I, I just kind of want to get right into it. How do, uh, the torture aspect of it, which admittedly this is a lot less torture porn than the other movies we've been covering. Um, Kyle, I want to throw this one over to you first. How did you feel about kind of more of the implied torture and then it slowly ramps into showing more things? What, what were your thoughts on
1: that aspect of it? Um, I think with like torture porn stuff or just like torture scenes in general, um, building tension is like really important and i don't feel like they did it very well in this movie um i feel like a lot of the scenes were just the main antagonist talking into the camera rather than actually like showing torture and even just like like you said implied torture um it was fine um i really liked the scene where they kind of sat him down and went through the book of all the people that she tortured it was kind of like opening up layers to the story a little bit more um In giving the characters more of a a purpose, I guess. But uh, the torture scenes were fine. Um, I just, I feel like a a few of them were a little drawn out and um, didn't really have um, a lot of, like an impactful conclusion to them, if that makes sense. I'm trying to put it in towards the best I can, but
2: um, it was fine. It was, it was fine. Ian? Sorry, what was your question? <laughs> uh, just basically, how, how do you
0: feel about how it kind of started with oh, implied gosh, the, the torture, torture and then it gets gradually more graphic?
1: Yeah, um, pretty much what Kyle said. When it was more the characters talking to the camera, more than um, like the character talking to the actual victim. Um, the the scenes, I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like all the scenes aren't well acted and it made me feel very awkward in a sense um i didn't think it was like weird but it was just um i don't know it was just very awkward acting and awkward um moments i think the script is uh, very awkward as well um i mean going back to the to the diversion of uh, going to the other side stories um yeah it's uh especially the the main torture scene it was um it was decent. It was decent. Um, I think the the special effects were all right. Um, it was it was good makeup. It was it was pretty good, believable makeup, um, but it just didn't fit for the characters in a way. If that kind of makes sense, yeah. I know they're like psychopaths, but um, it, I don't know. It just didn't. It just didn't fit. How did you guys feel about the reveal of under the basement? Now that I did like that i liked quite a bit that was kind of like a, oh shit okay so she keeps these people like she she keeps these mindless um victims uh in in like plain sight that was um that was good I, I really liked that uh that that part of the the film the i didn't know uh how they like kept him in there but when she like drilled the hole in his head and um was gonna like put the boiling water in his brain that that made uh more sense to me and i I liked the explanation of that yeah i feel like that the the majority of these positive reviews are definitely for the last 22 minutes of the movie (laughs) um because it it was the best part of the movie um because okay so going back to your question um i thought it was cool um in fact when they um Showed the door kind of open and you heard the growls and stuff. I literally said out loud, "I was like, all right, we're finally getting somewhere. Let's show this shit." And then um, I thought they were going to take like a paranormal twist with it or something, but they didn't, which is cool. I'm I'm glad they did what they did, and um, it's it's I, I thought it was cool. I thought I thought it was a neat twist to add more complexity to her madness and like the whole family's like psychopath nature. I thought it was I thought it was neat. Um, I would have liked to have seen more cat and mouse of this, though. And I think that's where... Well, sorry, I don't mean to jump ahead to the story, but... Um, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I feel like that if this movie had a little bit more cat and mouse in it and him kind of uh, catch and release kind of thing, I think it would have been a little better. When he actually got out, that chase scene was abysmal. Ooh. And him just sitting up in the tree while they throw rocks at him, I was like, this is so so ineffective like um to the point where he just gets knocked out it almost like the only reason why he he got captured again was just to serve the purpose of the rest of the movie and i was just like ah like i i, I don't know um
2: what what did you guys personally think of the whole story arc i guess Brendan uh
0: y- i Personally, I think that I I like how this story is structured from from the side stories to the main story. Uh, One thing that I think a lot of horror films try and stay away from is maiming the protagonist in a very serious, unreversible way from the very beginning. You know, that's usually something that they'll ramp up towards, which will make Um, the, the, uh, I think an escape, uh, a little more impactful, but like from the very beginning, they inject the bleach right into his throat. There's no coming back from that. Even if he does get out of this, he will never be able to speak again for life. And I think that that's, um, for me, that kind of sells this movie a little bit more because they're not shying away from doing irreversible damage to this person that you're thinking um, that you're hoping will escape.
1: And I'm going to take a pause right now because it's, it's an emergency. I really have to go to the bathroom. So on that note, we're going to take a quick (laughs) commercial break for the official Red Room thick piss break. Please enjoy the ads from the sponsor of Ruminations Radio Network. We'll be right back.
0: What's up, gang? This is Hoptimus. You've been listening to one of the great new
3: podcasts from Ruminations Radio Network. If you want some more tasty sound vibes, come check out my new podcast, The Retro Futurist Culture, where we talk about alternate timelines,
0: cyberpunk, anime, and other crazy worlds. If that does not strike your fancy, we have plenty of other
1: great shows at RuminationsRadioNetwork.com.
0: And we're back. I think it's Ian's turn to answer the question.
1: Yes. Um, so, what Kyle referenced when he said the the whole cat and mouse thing, I I feel like that would have been a perfect per that that's a perfect example of what should have been done in this film. It was a lot of um, just um, repercussions coming down upon the the main character for no reason, and it was it was not fun to watch. It was not enjoyable. the The whole torture scenes, um, and I know they're not supposed to be. But it just
2: again, it just felt awkward and it um it, i I don't think it was placed very well. Okay. Well I had one more question, but I
0: cannot find it. Um so Oh uh there was one line I wanted to to bring up to see if uh to see if anyone caught it towards the beginning um what Holly says to uh oh, what's his name Brent you guys remember what Holly says to Brent in the car after she
1: says I love you um he just oh. kisses her and he says it was remember. it was Lola or something
0: uh, yeah, right. he says it was, uh, well, and so she, uh, Holly says, I love you. He doesn't really respond. And then, uh, Holly says, I wonder what Lola would think it's like to have an emotional retard for a boyfriend. Oh yeah.
1: I, uh, I mean, they used to drop heart, hard R's back yeah. then though, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> you, you have, have to remember it's time.
0: 2009, but yeah. I just, uh, different just
3: time.
0: uh, I always forget that lines in there and it was a uh, very jarring.
3: I
1: yeah thought. um yeah out of you know of- to that point though i would i would agree with you it's crazy how much times have changed like back then i would not have thinking anything of it and even mm-hmm. today watching it now i'm just like it's a little extreme right <laughs> like, <laughs> like like it's crazy how 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 things have changed i think like it obviously in a positive way um but i don't know
0: um, well, since there was not a lot of love for this movie, I just wanted to say a couple <laughs> things that I really, really loved.
1: Uh, I, I did like the, the reveal, the, the whole big reveal that's true. where she keeps the, the things in there. And, and it's, it's an Australian movie. Like, I was obsessed with Australia for three years of my life. Like, I, I fucking went I to breathe Australia. <laughs> I can attest to that. <laughs> I had to hear it every day. And, um, um, I, was really, I had real high hopes for this, but it just did not execute.
0: Um, I, I love when, uh, Brent gets home from school and he tells his mom that they're going to go to the dance and she's like, no, just take a cab. And, uh, he's so pissed off that she's, that she can't, you know, move forward. Uh, he heads to the quarry and the two things I like is that, that the music that plays as he's walking in slow motion and he squeezes the razor in his hand um i I personally love that, and then I love how it, i did too yeah. um it, I feel like there's a lot of small setups and payoffs in this, and one of the things that i i really think is after that slow motion scene where he does the the free climbing up the uh um up the the, the cliff yeah. i i think that that kind of perfectly sets up his capability of of climbing and holding his own weight so that when it gets to the scene where he's escaping the basement um i, I think that, that kind of adds a level of validity to that action that he takes sure um yeah all right well <laughs> uh let's uh let's get into some <laughs> final 14.
1: thoughts in ratings uh kyle um, yeah, I, I, like I said on, on paper, this is a Kyle ass movie, super Kyle ass movie. Um, I just don't think the execution was to my liking, uh, um, uh, the telling of the two story threads I thought was unnecessary. Um, I thought that the, uh, most of the torture scenes were pretty mild and, um, I don't like the direction that they took a lot of talking to the camera from the antagonists uh it was just kind of it started really strong actually um and i was kind of like really reeled in to your point with the whole scene where he's he's doing the rock climbing and it's doing the whole almost metaphor for him just wanting to let go of life and kind of be suicidal like it was all very impactful for me i really like the main character a lot um and he has a great taste in music uh (laughs) but uh yeah i just think that overall i think the majority of the positive reviews again is in the last 20 minutes because it is a very strong last 20 minutes and i feel like if they would have had a better pacing throughout the movie it would have even made that last 20 minutes even more uh just impactful uh but yeah i overall it, it was pretty much a letdown for me and i don't Agree with the ninety-eight percent that this movie has on Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like it's a little misleading to a lot of people, um, but I would not add this to my collection. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and give this
2: a two stars with no heart. <sighs> Yikes, Ian. All right.
1: Um, I you know what's funny? The first like three or four notes that I have in my um, my notes um are very positive, very, very pluses, a lot of uh, a lot of good vibes, a lot of I liked the like the start, I liked um the music, the the characters were like getting into development, but then it just ends. Like at the 25 minute mark, things start to to get in, in action, right? And I just feel like that wasn't enough time. Um I I, I wish it was a little bit more um but the, the torture scenes there, it, it, it just made less of an impact, I think, because of how uh, short the intro was. Um, the acting was very awkward, I feel. Um, and especially his friend. Like, he was just awkward the entire movie. Like, he had no, no confidence in him whatsoever. Um, especially when they were, like, talking um, in, in the hallway. Um, he was still awkward, like, with his own friend. It was, it was weird. but. Um, i I didn't hate this movie i didn't I didn't like it, but um, it was just a little disappointing i wanna say, and I give two and a half stars to disappointing movies, so that's what I'm gonna go with.
0: okay,
3: let me get my calculator out uh calculator uh
0: I think this is a very fun and charming movie. Um, I think it's a very accessible torture porn movie because it's not too much on the torture porn, but you still get um some of the hallmarks of the subgenre. Um, I think that Lola is a very very good and convincing antagonist.
2: Um, and yeah, I just really enjoy this movie. So that that plus to that um sorry I'm typing I What's would give it score okay I would give it a three and a half
0: with a heart uh, so that brings the official
1: ruminations
0: of Redrum score to a two point six 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 repeating with no heart.
1: I do want to also add that uh the direction like the actual Directing of the film was was pretty good, and this guy um, also made The Devil's Candy, which I mm-hmm. really enjoy. I really like that movie, so um, I would like to cover that one day. You've I've recommended yet, to Steve. Yet yet Is yeah. that All Trillion yeah. as well? I, I don't think so. No, no, but no, it's not. It's not because it has like a lot of American actors in it. But it's a it's a good movie. I would recommend that movie for sure. Yeah, I, I,
3: think, think, I think it's better.
2: Than seen, seen that one, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so 2.5
0: for uh, uh
3: This movie which is called
1: Oh so, oh, so this one gets a 11. round down. 11. 11. Okay. I I mean whichever is closer to like the number, right? Like a 6 yeah, is yeah. closer to 5. So if it's closer to 0. 0.5 then we'll round to that. If it's closer to, you know, the 0.0, 0 then
0: That's how we always do it.
1: Sure. I'm gonna feel like we the can, other time. Hey, it's been... hey, we can go up. I have I'm no. Kidding. I don't. I no, no, no. Like I'm. I'm not on anybody's side on this. Nah, like, so we can totally go up. Like I. I think this movie it, it totally warrants a three. Totally. It's it's me who thinks it's a two. It's a D. This could be a D. This is it. A passing I mean, grade. Does it get a passing grade? I think it does. I think it does. I honestly, I, I almost I, give it a six. But I, Kyle was I, just fucking hating on it so much. And it made me realize, I, like, oh shit, there's a lot that I, I, I really don't like about this movie. I didn't enjoy the movie. I, I can totally, like, do I think this movie is a passing movie? Absolutely. But I don't think that it did a lot of things right for me. And I, I personally didn't like it. But I, I could totally see this movie being a C to somebody. I could see it being, I can't see me to <laughs> be. Like, <you> no. <know, laughs> teach their own. Teach
3: their own. Teach your own.
0: Your zone, man. So let's round up. No, I'm I'm, I'm fucking around. It's it it, 2.5 makes sense. Okay, I'm just being a dick.
2: Uh,
0: but no, no heart, no heart. (laughs) Uh, now it is time for everyone's favorite podcast game. Is it French? Is it not? I don't know. Is it French? Uh, fresh or. Rotten, uh, the game where we, (laughs) where we read letterboxed description. (laughs) Jesus Christ, I'm already fucking it up. up. (laughs) Rotten tomatoes descriptions, where there is an there is an an aggregate score of zero to one hundred. Uh, if it is sixty or above, it is fresh. Fifty nine or below, rotten. Uh, Though we do use the audience score. Um, Gentlemen, are there's a uh, so kind of like I did last time, there is a theme to my movies that I have picked and uh, or there is something about the movies why I picked them. So if you guess that correctly, uh, you will get one extra point. Or just if, it's, if it's, a clip-
1: it's a TV show, just let us know and like Ian's. <laughs> there are no TV cool. shows. <laughs>
0: cool. Um, okay. Number one, I have to keep my fucking hair out of my face.
1: And Jesus, I'm going to try sorry. to do an Aussie impression the entire game. Okay. And offend a lot All of right. people. So go. Right. Number or Sorry. Gore. <laughs> gore. <laughs> All right. Number one.
0: Stranded motorists fall prey to a murderous bushman who offers to fix their vehicle then takes some capture. Genre horror, mystery,
1: thriller. I know which this which one this is. It's going to be uh, a fresh. It's going to be my guess. You need to start bluffing. You but I know, know what it is. I know. But <laughs> you, you got
3: to play like it.
1: Do you understand? I'm going to go fresh. Or am I go bluffing right now? I'm oh. also wrong 90% of the time, so I don't know why you, you follow suit. That's true. That's true. I'm going to go two, fresh. Two freshes, even when I'm right, like I'm wrong.
0: Two freshes and two incorrect answers. <laughs> is Wait, unfortunately...
2: <laughs>
3: gotcha.
0: Unfortunately, uh, it is rotten. Don't call my bluff. It is um 2006's <laughs> Quentin Tarantino presented Wolf. And oh, Reak, uh oh, written presents. and directed by Greg McLean. Slightly based on true stories. See, I thought people
1: liked this movie. I thought the audience score was like 60.
0: Yeah I me thought, too. I thought people liked it too. I was really surprised when I saw that score.
1: Hmm. All um, right. On to the next one.
0: Number 2. <laughs>
1: Man, I love Australia. Shirley. <laughs>
0: after finishing up the school term wait, hold on. I need
1: they're like the this cooler is- British people, you know? <laughs> Man, just in two whole countries. Imagine that. <laughs> I love it.
0: Okay. Sorry, I had to uh zoom in on my screen. This no glasses thing is hard. Um after finishing up the school term in a remote outback town, teacher John Grant looks forward to spending his holiday with his girlfriend in Sydney, but John gets waylaid. I don't know what that word means. Um, in a mining town, where a gambling spree leaves him completely broke, he quickly falls with he quickly falls in with the hard drinking locals who constantly ply him with alcohol and force him to participate in a gruesome kangaroo hunt. Disgusted, Dude, that sounds amazing. What is this movie? Disgusted, John tries to hitchhike out of town. When that fails, begins to contemplate suicide. Genre: drama thriller mystery and i say it's horror i think this is a horror movie but do you say it's horror like
2: existential um, to to the world. It, it, it's, horror? this is
0: this is very existential horror
1: gotcha Sounds I, mean, like a movie. I know what this is and i really want to watch it i'm gonna go fresh on this one i want to go fresh on this too not just because you said it but i want to believe it's fresh like i I want to hope yeah. that this is fresh. Go, go for it. <laughs> is it good or is it bad? Let, let me know. <laughs> no, uh, it's fresh.
0: Two freshes and two correct answers. Guess cool. the presenting.
1: Right, I'm going to go
2: 75 on this one. I'm going to go 70. Mm. Well... Ian is the closest. This is
0: 1971's *Wake in Fright*. That's sitting at an 83. Um, I fucking love this movie. This movie in uh,
1: Don Pleasance
0: is in it. Oh. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I almost one. watched this um like a couple months back, but it just wasn't on anything. Damn, this is, yeah. dude, I want to watch this film. It's
0: it's really fucking good. Nice. All right, so so far, Ian is on the board with Uno.
2: All right, are we ready for number three? Yeah. Let's go.
0: Three friends fall into the clutches of brothers <laughs> who want to use their blood and bones in a new fertilizer mixture. Genre, comedy, horror.
1: Mm. Mm. The old comedy, the old comedy horror. Can you uh, repeat the summary for me? (laughs) (laughs) Can you say it again, please? It's it's very short. Can you you say it again? Uh, Three
0: friends fall into the clutches of brothers who want to use their blood and bones in a new fertilizer
2: mixture. Gotcha. I'm going to go rotten. I, too, will go rotten. Two rotten. I'm going to go fresh because he's going rotten.
0: Kyle's going fresh.
2: But I do think it's rotten just to be uh, – just to we put get,
0: some – you know, well, <laughs> Ian is correct. Ian, guess number <sighs>
1: Every Every time I do that, it's, I'm always right. But I get it wrong. But I'm always right. What to go with? I'm, I'm probably going to go with, uh, man, 35. That was a good one. When you said 35, that was pretty good. Thank you. Thank
0: you. That's pretty good. <laughs> Thirty-five. You are unfortunately incorrect. It is two thousand uh, and one hundred bloody acres, sitting at a 47%. forty-seven percent. Uh, forty-seven. Damn. Yeah, I I haven't seen it, but
1: so close.
0: But it has a it has a critic score of seventy-seven. <laughs> oh, okay. And um also I I was incorrect um the extra point is if you can guess the outlier film out of these ones that
1: okay I was gonna say because was that one in Australia I forgot
0: um yes they all take place in Australia no oh. every okay. ev- every film in this so that is not the outlier here okay um, Copy. okay number four are we ready <laughs> mm-hmm yeah okay Rugged jaw oh, Jesus Christ rugged American adventure travel journalist Pete McKell joins a cruise along a crocodile-infested river organized by tomboyish guide Kate Ryan. As if dealing with their fellow travelers, including obnoxious wannabe photographer Simon and bratty British teen Sherry, uh, wasn't enough aggravation, soon Pete and Kate must match wits against an enormous 25-foot croc that seems cleverer than most genre horror mystery
2: thriller it takes place in australia
1: it does it's a can crocodile you... it's got to be it's got to be it's got to be run can i get the sixth word in the second sentence please? God. jesus christ uh... um, we get it <laughs>
3: <laughs> we get it <laughs> um fellow go...
1: fellow oh didn't help um I'm gonna go rotten.
2: (sighs) Two rottens. I'm gonna go
1: fresh. I'm just gonna go fresh because he goes rotten. But this is this guy.
0: Why? Come on. Make the game
3: interesting.
1: I'm trying. He is. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Um but he's getting it wrong. Getting it wrong.
0: So, Kyle, are you sticking with rotten? Bruh.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: I'll stick with run. This I'll stick with run. Stick with <laughs> run. Okay. Well, you are both correct. Guess the percentage.
1: Brennan really wants to hold that lead. And jeez, <laughs> um, Brennan takes this shit seriously. It, it's awesome. He gets actual chills, and they are fine. Uh, that's a grease reference. I guess. I'll go first since I'm uh, behind because um, I want. Uh, the handicap. I will do 30%. 30%. Uh,
2: I'm going to go 38. Oh, you are both incorrect. It is
0: 2007's Rogue at a 54%. Mm. Damn. Damn. uh written and directed by greg McLean, the guy who wrote and directed wolf Creek. no all right and then the very last one number
1: five i don't damn know five we're going five today I'm right. right. sorry <laughs> um no, don't be sorry it's
3: cool
0: okay Good. in the beautiful yet harsh australian outback lives an animal of staggering size with a ferocious driving need for blood and destruction it defends its territory with savage force and kills with a raw, animalistic brutality not seen before. Fresh. Gen- Genre horror.
1: So, uh,
2: I believe I watched this movie this year, perhaps. Maybe it was last year during Halloween. But um, it's very basic. I feel like it's Spielbergy. Spielberg I'm gonna go
1: Spielbergian <laughs> um you know just like overall
2: well-made films for the fam um I'm gonna go fresh Ooh, you are both incorrect I have no idea what this movie is it
0: is I like, it was it like 70 it is uh 2017's oh. boar Oh, um, okay. written and directed by Chris Sun.
1: Um, I was thinking Razorback.
0: I I I almost picked that, but I I don't think that Razorback has a Rotten Tomatoes score,
3: mm.
0: or maybe it does. Surprise. There was a reason I was gonna pick it. Oh, I know why I, I didn't pick it. Uh, because of the running theme or the uh, because uh, I didn't want to make that film the outlier film. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. So uh. Gotcha. Kyle, to tie up the game... Oh, I, I could still tie it? Not a tie. <laughs> <laughs> can I still uh, tie it?
1: I think so. Oh, if I'm my, up by two points.
0: Oh, you're up. Oh, oh okay. Oh, I think this shit's serious. I forgot the right <laughs> one points, down. Two point right, strike
1: Because it's lightning around,
0: right? Um, well, so can anyone guess what the outlier of those five films are? Like, what uh, the one thing that sets them apart? Again, yeah, they do all the If I get it right, though, can I
1: just win? We'll see. Okay. Ian, I'll, I'll let you tie. Okay. So we both get a point.
2: Okay. At the end
1: of the Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say that the, the Outlier is the last movie because it was an animal compared to the humans that were getting hunted.
0: Remember, The Rogue was about
1: a crocodile. He already gave his answer. So my answer <laughs> is uh, yeah. one of them is a comedy, a horror comedy. That is a
2: good
0: guess. That's but not incorrect. The, <laughs> the outlier is 1971's Wake in Fright. It is the only one of those five movies that does not star John Gerard. Uh, oh, bro. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. That's- Did you say... He starred in all of the films. He starred, in, he starred in. every single one of those films except. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Fun fact.
2: So Ian, you win. I don't. I don't know what the the points are. Um, like total. Mm,
1: but the total. I now... To believe, Brendan. The, the total. I now don't. Is Ian six? Brendan nineteen. Kyle six. So Kyle and Ian are no and Mitch at oh. one.
2: Oh, look at that.
0: Well, anyways, this has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum, the brain boiled lobotomy victim. Of the that sounds like a punk song. Network. <laughs> 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 have, have punk songs like punk bands and punk song titles are so fucking weird. Like the names of the titles. Yeah, I love them um but if you uh like what we're doing here uh please follow us on twitter at of red rud of red rum uh that is o f r e d r u m and uh there you can find the link for our discord uh give us a rating on spotify or apple music and don't forget to check us out on uh, amazon music amazon podcast what is it
1: It's Amazon Music.
0: Amazon Music, yeah. Check us out there if that is your um, preferred podcast platform. Uh, I have been your host, Brendan,
2: the New Blood. And with us, as always, is Kyle
3: Whitaker.
2: This movie was, in fact, not pretty enough.
0: (laughs) And Ian
1: with Dewey's is Aussie in here signing off Michael this is like the the exact opposite of Alaska you might learn something
0: stay spooky folks